he said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons because we're just happy you're here. Exactly. So come join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. All right, guys, let's creep. Okay, so as we all know, Sean Booth, friend of the show, Sean Booth, mm-hmm. is expecting a baby. Um, Caitlin Bristow has been kind of cryptic with her posts. So fans noticed on the Spade and Sparrow's Instagram account that one of the posts has a questionable caption following Sean's pregnancy. So it's Caitlin with like goggles on with another girl pouring Spade and Sparrow's into her mouth. And the caption is always use protection. I mean, I think it's 100% about Sean, but I think it's more in the sense of like, like, I don't think Caitlin like actually cares. Like she's doing her own thing. Like, I don't think she cares that Sean's having a baby, but I just think she's like a smart business queen. And she just knows that if she makes a caption like this, it's knowing that all this Sean stuff is blowing up right now that it's just going to, like, get her more attention. So I definitely think it was intentional. I feel 100% that it's intentional because the brand account itself is responding to comments. Someone writes so much shade, and Spade and Sparrows writes back laughing emoji. Oh, my God. Yeah, so that's confirmation. That's It's like, it would be better if, like, they didn't say it, so then it could just be, who knows? Like, Mm -hmm. maybe she is, maybe she isn't. But, like, no, you are. I kind of don't love it. I don't love that. Like, it's also making light of the fact that, like, Sean is having a baby with this woman who he has a, a good relationship with. Like, he's excited. I think it's, like, weird to say always use protection, like, saying that Sean's situation is a bad thing. Because it seems like anything but. Sean seems, like, very excited and happy about you know what I mean? It's like some people get pregnant, they're not happy. Some people get pregnant, they are happy. Sean seems very happy and excited to start this chapter of his life and start a family. So it, it feels like he, she's like making it seem like, oh, always wear protection as if he shouldn't be having a baby. And I don't think that's nice. Yeah, no, it seemed unnecessary. And I agree. Like we said when we originally covered the pregnancy news that it was very refreshing, the take that Sean yeah. did. Like usually people wouldn't be so open about their situation. But he's like, you know what? This wasn't planned, but we're two responsible adults and we're going to make the best of this situation. And I'm really excited. And like, that's great. And it's not because Sean is a friend of the show that I'm siding with him here, but I just don't feel like that was necessary. But I agree. It's got people talking about Spade and Sparrow. So like, cool business moment. Yeah, but to what end? Like, I I don't know. I just think like, it doesn't need to be at someone having a baby's expense. Because I. it's just like, It's weird to make it seem like that's a bad thing. I'm anti this one. I just, I think there's other ways to get people to talk about Spade and Sparrows. I think there were so many other things about Sean in the news recently based on our interview that if she wanted to like get people talking, she could have picked something else. True. Yeah. Because he's not a perfect person. You know, like there, there, I think there are aspects of him that she could poke fun at that people I think would get behind more. Are people like liking this and being like, hilarious, queen? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I guess in the comments, there's like, these are the comments. Okay, we all know what she's referencing, right? Cringe. Laughing my ass off. We see what you did there. Okay, wait. And we see what you did there. They wrote back laughing again. So they're they're admitting. Yeah. But on the flip side, you should always use protection when you're in the sun and when you're like doing water activities. So PSA. Totally. The topic at hand is very much that Caitlin and Jason are done. There actually was a demois that said like confirmed like they are done. A few things pointing to this. One is the obvious that they're like never seen together anymore. But two, another post Caitlin posted actually on the same day, 
So the always use protection post was five days ago. And then this is from her personal five days ago, a picture of herself in like a messy bun looking very unhappy, staring into the camera. And the caption says, anyone else in their what is my life era? I just got three tattoos last night and I think I have a bird nest in my hair. So yeah, same. We can get through it, right? Yeah. I mean, you know my formal opinion on this for like, at this point, I think maybe even a year. Because even when they were still posting together, I was like, something about this just feels off. I feel like there, for like a year now, there has always been a lot of defending of their relationship. And I just think if you're like in a good place, you don't have to be like, Hey guys, like we're good. It's not always easy, but you know, here we are. You don't have to do that if you're just like happily in a relationship, I think. Yeah, I don't even know where I stand because I wanted to talk about how do you get this? Like I get DMs daily. What do you think? Are these people together? What do you think? And like, guys, I don't know. And what my blanket statement always is, is where there's smoke, there's fire. If you think that there is an issue. Maybe there is, but like, think about how you are in your relationship. If you were on the rocks with your significant other, would you want to be like waving a flag and dancing around telling everyone? Probably not. So like, if you think they are, they probably are, but like, I don't know, maybe we just wait until they're comfortable to announce it because there's really nothing. Yeah. It also ain't over till it's over. Like people can have rough patches and then work it out. And hence why they would not want to announce that they're like having a rough patch because it might work out and they might figure things out. That's part of like life. Hi guys. So Jackie from the future here, I need to add in um, a couple things that just happened that I think add a lot more color to this story regarding Caitlin and Jason's relationship status. So we still have nothing confirmed from Caitlyn, but um, in the past 24 hours, she has posted some things that are a lot more concrete, alluding to the fact that her and Jason have probably broken up or that they're going through a really, really tough time. Again, still no confirmation, but this is what she just posted recently, which I think adds a whole new aspect to this story. So she posted on her Instagram story, it's just a black screen. And then it has the text. I cannot believe the audacity of people to expect things from me when I haven't even been able to process things for myself. Have a fucking heart. You're scaring me with your comments and demands. I'm almost worried about you. And then shortly after posting that she deleted it, but obviously the internet is always on top of it. People are crazy. And there's a million screenshots of that story going all over the internet. So I found that. And then also too, about 16 hours ago. So after she posted that story, then took it down, she posted on her grid lyrics to her song, if I'm being honest. And so what it says is just because I'm an open book don't mean you get the whole story. And if I'm being honest, I'm not always as tough as I seem and I can have my moments, but words can get the best of me. And the words that I say to myself are the ones that hit the hardest, if I'm being honest. And Stephanie pointed this out to me that this is the song that she released after she broke up with Sean. So um, I think that's pretty telling. And a lot of the comments here are just like being very supportive of her, like, love you, you got this, blah, blah, blah. Someone also wrote here, now that I'm looking at it, it says, um, is Jason Purge from the feed with eyeball emojis? I'm going to do a quick scroll to see if that's true. Wait, low-key, it is. You guys are watching me do, or listening to me do this in real time as I scroll through Kate, Caitlin Bristow's feed. I was just going to get on here and add those two aspects but um yeah I'm scrolling down I'm now like all the way down to March on her feed and I'm seeing nothing of Jason 
the oh i just hit a jason one and that's a video that they had from february 25th so i'm not like constantly keeping up with like exactly what caitlin is posting all the time but i'm pretty sure she would have had something of jason but like more recently than that and if there was it all seems to be scrubbed oh i see another one of them together but this is from november 24th 2022 so yeah you really have to scroll pretty far down to see jason on her feed now it seems like if she had posted him recently which again like i don't know if she had i don't like keep tabs on literally every single thing caitlin posts if she has posted him recently it's been scrubbed so take that with a grain of salt take that what you will but that's the latest um the latest as of this afternoon on Wednesday, and you guys will be hearing this Thursday. So that's the update. Okay, now back to us talking about this whole situation and speculating a little bit more. But never forget, and I will always feel so vindicated in this, people got so mad at us when we were like, where there's smoke, there's fire in regards to Michelle and Nate, because there were a lot of rumors that they hadn't been spending a lot of time together and everyone got so mad at us. And we love Michelle. This was nothing against Michelle. And yeah, then, we're like, they're like, why don't you want Michelle to be happy? I'm like, was, I do want Michelle to be happy. It, that was such a time because that was a bachelor encounter. Someone saw her at the bar and she was crying. And all we said mm-hmm. was like, oh, that's weird. Like, what if something happened with Nate? Yeah. I hope she's okay. And then I got like 10 DMs, which are probably all from the same fucking person saying, mm-hmm. You just want Michelle and Nate to fail. You're not supporting Michelle. And I'm like, what? I just think they're both better off, clearly. I mean, they're they're both in a better place. Um, But you know what's funny? I never heard from those 10 people that were harassing me. Dang, that is very weird. Is getting three tattoos at once kind of the low-key equivalent to when someone goes through a breakup and dyes their hair. I was just going to say that. Color. Yes. That's I think what it it's is. giving. Yeah. I, so I don't know, but it, I, it's feeling like the same vibe. Cause I was also thinking hair dye, haircut, drastic, drastic haircut. She's getting yeah, highlights. Like drastic She's getting bleach and tone. You know what too? Sean spoke about how he was able to rip the bandaid because Caitlin and Jason, he found out they were together like very shortly after. And he said, that's like another hurdle you go through with Mm -hmm. breakups is seeing the person move on. She hasn't had to like really see him move on. This is the first public declaration of like, I am doing something with someone else. Like Mm -hmm. sure he's dated a ton, but it has, she hasn't had to see it. Yeah. So maybe the news is like that step for for her that he got to do five years ago because she moved on quickly. I agree. In which case, like I see where she's coming from. It's probably not easy, but if she was in a better place with Jason, yeah, yeah. If she was in a different place with Jason, I wonder if she would even be affected by it. It's like, okay, cool. I mean, you got to move on sometime. Totally. But my overall opinion, my overall opinion is like, well, just like bachelor couples in general, there's so much speculation. And if you go to any of these people's posts, like they post out to lunch with my niece and it's like, where's Jason? Why aren't you with Jason? Why aren't you wearing your ring? And it's like, guys. And then you see her like strategically comment to other people, but not to the people saying that. So these people see. But the thing is, like, if she was happy with Jason, then like if someone's commenting when she's out to lunch with her niece, where's Jason? Where's Jason? I would. I, if it was me, I'd be like, guys, calm down. I'm he's literally, at the store. he's literally at home playing video games and I'm at lunch with my niece. Like, it's not that deep. But the, to um, ignore it, I feel like is weird. Although, remember that we covered back with the Michelle and Nate thing when Nate posted the video, where's Michelle? No, really, where is she mm. right now? Where's Michelle? Like, mocking people. Yeah. And then they broke up like two weeks later. I know. So, like, who are we to dictate when these people have to announce it, though? Totally. 
or how often you need to post your significant other in order yeah, to like that rule be like to communicate to the public that you're still in a good place. Because I saw yeah. someone, where was someone writing this? They're like, normally she posts Jason once every eight posts, but it has I been 16 posts and she hasn't posted him. I'm like, what's the right ratio, guys? I don't yeah. know. And the whole like not wearing your ring thing, if I was a celebrity, you mm-hmm. would think that I was single. I mean, I wear my ring when I go out, like go out, putting on makeup, getting dressed, I'll wear my ring. But if I'm going to Target, I'm not wearing my ring. I just Mm -hmm. don't. I don't like to, I don't like to be wearing something like that that could like fall off or get stolen. Also, if my fingers are swelling because I've had too much sodium, that's, Mm. I'm not shoving a ring on my finger just to appease all you guys and let you know that I'm fine. So like, that could be a thing too. Yeah, maybe Michelle just had a lot of pizza the day before. (laughs) and That's why she couldn't wear her ring. Was that, was she not wearing her ring too? Well, that, people that was saying thing. it about people, Caitlin. Well, that's what people were saying back in the day when all the Nate rumors were going around that they saw her crying somewhere and then she was out somewhere else with friends at like a restaurant and wasn't wearing her ring. Or she was letting her friend try on her ring, which is even like less, a, that's even more of a stretch because it's like, I feel like that's normal if a friend's like, oh, yeah. let me see your ring and you let them try it on for five seconds and then they put it like, back who on. who cares? Oh, and yeah. the, it wasn't it that they snapped a photo when she was the friend had it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, where's Michelle's ring? Right. Guys. I don't know. Imagine, like, someone's like, Caitlin, where's Jason? He hasn't been seen in, like, a few weeks. And she just replies to that one commenter. Um, oh, yeah, we broke up. Like, what are you guys thinking is going to happen? It is giving when you're walking down the street and some guy's like, hey, boo, let me get your number. So and you true. turn around and you're like, okay, 444. Like, <laughs> I, that's never happened ever. So these people are not going to respond to your individual comment. Totally. That's a, that's an amazing point, Stephanie. It's like, what do you Thank think? You. It, what do you think is going to happen? They're going to DM you privately and be like, Thank you so much for asking. We broke up, actually. <laughs> Moving on. Okay, well, speaking of Sean, we asked him in that interview if he was doing special forces. He said he wasn't, but we also kind of were like dancing around it and trying to see if he was lying. Turns out he wasn't lying. He's not doing special forces, but guess who is? I know, but I'm going to let you tell me. Nick Vial and Tyler Cameron and Tom Sandoval. Woo! I'm so excited for honestly out of all those three mainly tom sandoval which is big for me because you guys know how much i love tyler cameron um i just feel like tyler cameron doesn't add much like personality wise to tv i mean but visually it'll be great sure i love that tom sandoval is doing this it's like tell me you you need money without telling me you need money well he's not getting all every brand under the sun endorsing him like ariana is right so um game of roses shared like i guess like the little bio things that are under each person on the show. Hmm. Tyler Cameron, television personality and contractor. Is he still a contractor? I think he is like, actually. When where does he contract? In Florida. Okay. Like that was his job yeah. before being on the show. He like builds houses or something. Okay. And then under Nick Vial's award-winning podcast host, author and washed up reality star. I mean, I Just kind kidding. of like that. Oh, I was, I was gonna, <laughs> no, oh, I, I, I was going to say, I, I think that would actually be a strong move for Nick to like play up the fact that he is a wash up reality star because <laughs> like he is and aren't we all? I'm not, but they are. Um, ugh, I like hate that he thinks his claim to fame is this podcast. It's like, dude, don't forget your humble beginnings of where you started on the back. Yeah, you were a software salesman before that, though, too. Right. Like he should take a book out of Tyler or page out of Tyler Cameron's book and be like, 
former reality star, yeah. software salesman. Also, like, he had to have told Special Forces that his podcast won an award. Totally. It's not like it's not like Special Forces would have known that. So it probably originally said podcast host. And he's like, <clears throat> award-winning totally. podcast host? Which award? Did Nick print out this award on his computer using Microsoft Word? Probably. He made it in paint. Remember paint? Yeah. Yes, I do remember and it's And he printed it out and it says, best podcast ever, Nick Vial. Yeah, I think that's the award that he won. So wait, what's so Tom? Yes. What's Tom Sandoval's? Do I don't have, have it? it. Oh, he's probably a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater, or something. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> so I mean, I I'm excited to watch. I was unsure if I was going to, but based on these people, I'll probably tune in. I mean, you watched the first season when Hannah won, right? No. Oh, I thought you did. No, um, but I'll definitely tune in for this, especially because when does this come? The fall. We're yeah, gonna have no TV shows to watch, so they're really banking on us watching this. Well, we'll have okay. reality TV, but yeah, I'll watch it. All right, moving on. So we released an episode called Alumni Bachelor Encounters on our Patreon, and it's exactly what it sounds like. It's alumni submitting Bachelor Encounter stories, and you guys are obsessed with this episode. So if you haven't heard it yet, uh, we wanted to just play a little preview of what you can expect from this episode. The first one is actually from Courtney Robertson, and she is telling a story about a time Nick Vial invited her over for wine. Uh, the first Bachelor Encounter is from Courtney Robertson, so I will play it now. Hi, Stephanie and Jackie. It's Courtney Robertson here. How are you? Uh, so my Bachelor Encounter involves Nick Vial. Got a Twitter DM. This was before he was The Bachelor. He was in LA at the time and he wanted to get together, meet up, swap villain stories. So he came over to my place in Santa Monica and we had some wine outside and uh, I was going through a pretty rocky breakup at the time and he offered me advice. I told him, you know, I'm dating a, a therapist and it's just been awful. And he said, you know, that they are the worst. Those psychologists are trying to fix themselves. So kind of thought that was a funny story for you. I have a million bachelor encounters that I can share. So hope you enjoy. Have a great day. Wait, I love this one. Do you think Nick Vial was trying to like make it a date? Okay. So yes, I followed up and, and said, I'll just read what I said to Courtney in response to this. Cause I could see him being really into Courtney. I just feel like she would be his type. I mean, f she's gorgeous. I, who wouldn't be into Courtney, but I just think she's specifically his type. Oh, for sure. I, and he likes brunettes. I feel like mm -hmm. if you look back at every girl Nick has seriously dated, they all have a similar look and she fits totally. that bill. Yeah. So that was my first instinct too. I'm like, Nick invites you over to have wine. So I wrote her and I said, oh my God, you're so cute. Just the fact that she like set it up, like, mm -hmm. hi, Stephanie and Jackie. Like, cause she listens to the podcast. So she knew exactly what a bachelor encounter was. So it was really cute. And then I said, my guess is that Nick was hitting on you. She said he actually didn't. There was no funny business. I think once I started talking about my boyfriend, he was checked out. Well, that's fair. So I think he may have had different intentions by mm -hmm. inviting her over. But then once she started talking about her boyfriend, he was over I it. agree. Yeah. And something tells me that was the last time they hung out probably because he's like, look, I invited you over to like maybe do a little bit more. To noodle. Yeah, exactly. Perhaps. What about the fact that he knocked therapists? And now he wants and yet to be he's one. He's trying to become one now. Well, that should be um a red flag to all of us that this is what Nick thinks of therapists and what he thinks therapists do. And yet he's like, but you know what? I should do become a therapist. Right. Totally. And if you want to see how this bachelor encounter turns out, as well as hear from so many other alums about their experiences meeting other people in Bachelor Nation, go check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash she's all batch. It's a good time, some might say. 
Okay, so you guys know I've talked about this on the podcast before. I absolutely love having long nails. I think it's just like really the Jersey girl in me. But as you guys, I'm sure know, going to the salon can obviously be incredibly expensive and I'm kind of over it, which is why I am so excited to be partnering with Olive in June. They make amazing press-on nails that are so easy to use. They come in such cute designs. They have like a chrome one that looks exactly like the Hailey Bieber nails. And I have been done. Because like if you get that done at the salon, it's expensive because you're getting like multiple coats and then they put the chrome on. But they have a press on one that looks exactly the same. So I'm so excited to try it. And Olive and June has been so easy to use. So check that out. I love that. And what's cool is like, if you really like a set of nails, you could buy repeats of the same ones that you like. So if you break a nail, you just replace the one nail. Whereas opposed to if you got it at the salon, you'd have to go back to the salon, get it fixed all over and spend all the money all over again. So loving Olive and June for that. And I really like their nail polish. The polish doesn't chip. It lasts seven days or more. And I did my nails last week. It was super easy to do. They have everything you need to get a salon quality manicure all in one box. They have award-winning cuticle serum. Awards were given to this serum. And their acetone-free polish remover pot is so clutch when I have to change out the color. Guys, it breaks down to like $2 a manicure when you really look at it. And so that's definitely a price you cannot beat. Visit oliveandjune.com slash she's all batch and you guys can get 20% off your first Olive and June system. That's Olive and June, O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E.com slash she's all batch for 20% off your first Olive and June system. Okay, let's take a second and talk about HelloFresh. If you have not tried HelloFresh, I have a question for you. What the hell are you waiting for? They make it so easy. It's so foolproof. I've made so many good meals with spices that I wouldn't even know where to get them in the grocery store. With HelloFresh, they just give you the exact portion of what you would need. Because it's like, I don't need to buy an entire big thing of one particular spice for one particular dish. And then like it sits in the back of my pantry and I literally never use it again. But HelloFresh is actually cheaper these days than going to the grocery store. And it's 25% cheaper than takeout. And you know about HelloFresh. You've thought to yourself, should I try it? And I'm here to tell you yes, because you can get 16 meals for free, plus free shipping, but only if you go to HelloFresh.com slash she's all batch one six. So go to HelloFresh.com slash she's all batch 16 and use code she's all batch 16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. HelloFresh America's number one meal kit. All right, guys, we have Michael Alio here. Michael A, you guys think it's pronounced Alio, and it's not. I was just told that. It's Alio. Wow. You guys have been saying it wrong from the beginning. Well, we've been saying Michael A this whole time, but good to yeah. know. Welcome to She's All Batch. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Been looking forward to this one. Yeah, we are really excited to talk to you. We have some recent stuff we want to cover, but first, we kind of want to go back to the beginning of your journey. Sure. Well, so how did you end up on the show in the first place? I feel like that's always a good place to start with everyone. Yeah. You know, I think this was in, it's hard to look back. It feels like forever ago, honestly. Um, It would have been January, 2021. Um, I got a DM in, in my Instagram and it was a casting director that randomly reached out to me, you know, at the time I had like 500 followers, just posted pics of you know, James and, you know, uh, maybe some pictures of my late wife and just going through uh, the widow journey. And she's like, do you want to be on a show? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, this is so random. Is this a joke? And she's like, no, it's the bachelorette. Like, I'm like, how did you find me? I thought my mom had like, you know, uh, nominated me or something Mm -hmm. like that. And, you know, she didn't do it. They just had randomly found me out of nowhere. 
and I don't know like it's such a weird thing because I just never planned on jumping into it and I had so many doubts I actually said no to it a few times because I'm like do I want to be away from my son at the time you can only see things that go wrong um if you've ever seen the show just like careers ruined everything just gets flipped upside down being in the public spotlight it wasn't something I was really interested in but I was like, you know, what the hell? Like, maybe this is a sign, you know, this new chapter in my life. You know, I had my wife pass away in 2019, two years prior, followed up by COVID. It's like, maybe I need some sort of, you know, mm. shakeup. Because uh, right. at the time, I was just rolling on fumes. And, I, you know, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm really glad I did. It's been an awesome experience. Yeah. Did you genuinely think you could end up getting engaged to Katie? Um, I actually told Katie, I think it was maybe night one or the second time we met, I was like, look, like, I'm not going to say I love you and I'm not going to get engaged to you. Um, you said that to her? Oh yeah. Why did you say that though at that time? Um, because I wasn't going to. Oh, okay. But you knew that you wouldn't feel those things? Like were you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it's, it's something that, and I think I've been extremely consistent with that for my whole entire time on the show is that, you know, I'm a slower burn. Um, Mm -hmm. I know that the uh, show has its own timeline, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that it impacts mine. And I look at things a certain way, uh, a way that works for me. And I didn't want to get to that end point with Katie thinking that, we were going to get engaged. It was like, I wanted to be up front right off the bat. And I remember producers pulling me immediately. And they're like, you know, this is a show about love. And you know, this is a show about getting engaged, right? And I was like, yeah, but I just wanted to be like, really straightforward with it with her. And, and you know, Katie appreciated that. I feel like normally when people say, look, I'm not getting engaged at the end of this, like that's an automatic send home. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, I was really honest with production, even during mm-hmm. the casting process. Again, so they really was, wanted you regardless, it seems. Yeah, I mean, I I, I told production and, and all the casting people while I was going through the process, I'm like, look, I'm, I'm not going to get engaged on the show. Like, I mean, just think about what that looks like in someone's life. I mean, oh, we know the show. Oh, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, but, but think about what it looks like in someone's actual life, not on TV, especially mm-hmm. when you have a kid, you know, you've yeah. got in-laws, you've got, you know, uh, a grieving family, not just me, but other people. And then, you know, is there going to be the situation where they want my son to like run and jump into somebody's arms on TV? And it's like that, to me, that feels like exploitation. And it it doesn't feel authentic. So it was like, you know, if, if you guys allow me to have this, you have to understand, be on the show. If you want that, I, you know, I'm, if there's something there between Katie and I, like I'll stay, but she needs to understand truly where my, my head's at. Um, Engagement aside, you connected with Katie. You were one of the final guys. Do you think if you, if you didn't leave, there was a chance you could have ended up with her, at least dating? You know, Katie and I are still really close. She's an amazing person. I don't don't think people can really understand what it's like to be the lead. Um, There is so much weight and criticism and emphasis on you that it's, it's literally impossible to 
appease everybody and do it perfectly. But, Mm -hmm. you know, in real life, dating is messy. I mean, it's just how it is. Like, Mm -hmm. and I mean, to answer your question, I don't know if I would have been at the end. I will say I remember in the moment when Greg got that second one on one. I was like, this thing is done, Mm -hmm. you know, because at the time, I think if I had gotten that second one on one. You know, even with the things that happened with James, you know, wanting me to come home, Mm -hmm. I may have pursued it. And and, and stayed. I was hoping that there was going to be a situation where, you know, Katie and I could kind of like leave together or work this out. Or if she didn't find uh, her person on the show at the Mm. time, that we would have somehow linked outside of the show. I'm asking because after the show, Katie's engaged to Blake. Not sure if this is public Mm. information yet, but you leave an infamous comment under (laughs) one of her lingerie photos. Oh, I'm so dumb. Can't say what I'd like to fire emoji. Yeah. Oh, you remember the emoji too. I I found it. There was a screenshot. Um, Did you delete the comment? Why did you say it? Did you know she was engaged? Let's get into it. This feels like so long ago. Um, Yes, I did delete it. Um, I realized what I had done after I submitted it. And honestly, at that time, I had no idea that they were engaged. Um, I actually thought that she wasn't. And I think some of that part is really attributed to this thing a lot of contestants have when they get off the uh, show is you're trying to figure out what is, what's right, like what actually is real, you know, Mm. was, was all this stuff staged, you know, because it's like, I felt real, but was I being, uh, dragged along or taken along because I had, you know, maybe a a backstory that the public could relate to. Mm -hmm. You start to literally question everything. You, you question people's intent, you know, you're like, you know, is, uh, you know, were they just saying, were they telling people what to say, you know, at that time, you just, you just don't know. Um, And so I was in this space where, I was like, I don't know if, they, I don't know if they're, I don't think that they're engaged because I don't know why she would, I felt like we had a really strong connection, even though I, you know, we had to leave, but like, clearly they were engaged. Clearly what I did was wrong. Um, but you were shooting your shot. Um, Actually, I, I don't think I was shooting it at the moment. I think I think if I was reading the comments, right, everybody was basically saying the same thing. Like, wow, you look really good. Mm, and I kind of like, different coming from like a troll oh, on t- Instagram oh, it's, it's totally versus different. you. Yeah. But I, I also don't consider myself like famous or in a public eye, but I realized what that looked like and I should never have done it. Yeah. It's okay if you were shooting your shot, if you didn't know she was engaged though. Oh, like, no. There's no shame. No, but I, I mean, I, I shot my shot at uh, Mentel all. How? Oh, true. What did you wait? What did you say? I forget. Yeah. yeah, I have no problem telling you what I did, yeah, but it yeah. wasn't it wasn't there. Okay, wait. What did you do at Mentel? I forgot. Well, Kate, Caitlin threw me under the bus, and she was like, "You know, if Katie was not with Blake right now, and I was on the stage, she's like, would you still want to be with her?'" And I said, "Absolutely." 
Okay. So that was, yeah, that was on, that was in front of an audience. I remember mental all you looking, I, I made a meme and I was like, he went from daddy to zaddy because you looked so oh. gorgeous. Do they oh, give you, you. Um, a makeover because they were setting you up to be potentially? No, no actually they don't. Um, what the hell did you do? You know, I think going on the show in the beginning, um, you know, I'm just like a dad raising a kid. I don't think like I'm not out here getting like facials and 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 stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I think it wasn't until you see yourself on TV where you're like, Ugh, like maybe I need to do a little something. Like I remember my casting photo. It was like me in front of a garage <laughs> when I sent it in. My my contractor who was remodeling my kitchen at the time uh, took the photo. It was like I was up for up to like four in the morning then like that night. Mm -hmm. I was like, just oh. just send it in. We'll see. I have no idea what they're going to use it for. And that yeah. photo just followed me for the rest of my life. So what's the pre mental all regimen like? What did oh, you do differently? Geez. Tan, spray tan for sure. I was like, that's yeah, what I was no, thinking. Spray no, tan, actually, a little. I actually hair. tanned pretty well. Um, growing, I grew my hair out, grew that out was, a beard. That was it. That's yeah, the beard. It's the beard, I think. You know, totally. Yeah, I felt like I looked a little uh, weird without one, and now I can't imagine one without it. Well, because people see like front runners on the show, and then when they go to the tell-alls, they seemed. It, I'm asking because I did ABC like dress you for that event? Did they? Did you have a stylist? Like, I feel like they pick certain people that they want to like elevate. No, no, I specifically wore the exact same outfit that I wore on night one. <laughs> awesome. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, love that for you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, same person, same suit, just add just a beard, beard. Some, some different <laughs> mm. hair, and you're good. Perfect. Okay. How soon after leaving KD season were there conversations about you potentially being The Bachelor? Probably about three weeks afterwards. Two, two or three weeks after I left Katie's season. And honestly, I, I think a lot of people... I, I, I think it's different for everybody. I think a lot of people want to be asked. They want to be the lead. It's like an exciting experience. And there is an element of excitement. But for me, I was just really like scared. I was really fearful of it. It felt a bit like a prison. I remember speaking with Katie about it. And, you know, she had a really rough time mm -hmm. uh, with a lot of things. And I was like, you know what? This doesn't seem too exciting. And we had tons of conversations about being the lead, not just after Katie's season, but I mean, they asked me three separate times. And are these okay. like full-blown meetings with contracts? Because some people oh, just yeah. have like the passive Oh no, phone these, call. Are, these are top ABC executives. I mean, it was very, very real. I mean, they had production... Uh, crews in Akron scoping out places. There was discussions that they were going to move the mansion. To oh, like Emily Maynard? Yeah. They were going to move it to Akron um, so I didn't have to be away from James. They were making... They, and I got to give the show this, honestly. I mean, I've had a really blessed experience on it. They've been very accommodating and kind to me. Mm -hmm. Um you know, they were extremely accommodating with James in this whole thing, but it went back to two things. One, I was like, I don't think I can be a good bachelor. I don't think I can be a good lead. And I think the main reason behind that is 
I, I, I have a, I would have a really difficult time managing like 30 relationships. I probably would know within the first five days exactly who I wanted to spend time with. And then and, have to fake it with the other ones. And, and, and you do. And it's, 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 it's a bummer for the lead. Some people can do it really, really well. And I applaud them for it. But I think when you, I mean, just think of yourself in that situation. Night one, you would know who the top three are. Mm-hmm. At least top four. No, Let's, I mean, people have said that to us. That yeah, they yeah, you don't. That and, and, and surprisingly, you don't get a lot of time with, mm-hmm. you know, people. I think Katie and I, over the span of, you know, maybe, I forget, maybe 30 days, maybe spent a total of, 10 hours together. So you were the one who turned down the role. It wasn't them saying to you like, oh, we're going in a different direction. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I told It I was told yours. Me. Yeah. Oh yeah. hundred, hundred percent. How do you know a hundred percent? I mean, I had all the contract. I, I, had I was to, gonna say, did you sign a contract? I had to call them and tell them no. And they were very upset. And then is that when they went with Clayton? Is that the timeline of this? I'm trying to think. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would be the, that would be the situation. Um, and honestly, I felt kind of bad for Clayton because he was put in a tough situation. One mm-hmm. that I actually felt a little bit guilty for um, because, you know, it took me some time to figure out if I wanted to be the lead but at the end of the day I was like I don't think I can get engaged to somebody that I barely know and I don't like I if if I were to be the lead I signed up for this but you know James didn't and it's Mm -hmm. like you wonder how having this documentation on TV for eternity would impact him later in life Mm -hmm. and I was like I don't want to create that unnecessary element in our already complicated lives question you know how when you're like trying to leave a job and they're like no we're going to give you a a pay bump to try to get you to stay did they since you said they called you three times did they increase your salary to try to lure you in yeah i mean i can't talk about like specific numbers but it was very large um i mean it was the largest one that i've ever heard or read about the money was definitely Mm -hmm. there but like they understand too that money isn't something that motivates me it really isn't we all want it don't get me wrong you know I'm doing ads on Instagram for Mm -hmm. god knows what sometimes what (laughs) I I I need the cash (laughs) I need to raise my son but at the same time it's just like if I don't want to do it, then there isn't, you know, totally. a price that can get you to do it. I feel like we should transition to the big meat and potatoes of why you are here with us today. Um, you know, obviously you recently posted on your Instagram that someone was spreading lies about you and you wanted to come on here and kind of discuss the things that were talked about in one of our other interviews. Mm-hmm. What are those lies you're referring to? Let's just get all all into it. Well, you didn't name the person, so we it's can assume. Okay. Yeah, I, can I thought assume... people kind of assumed. Yeah. People yeah. sent it to me. They, every like everyone sent it to me. Like, do you think he's talking about the interview? And I'm like, 
uh yeah like it doesn't take what else rocket scientists to figure that out you know what i and i've i've really gone back and forth about addressing this and you know to be clear this is the first time in what 12 months it's been a year that i have actually addressed this and she has led a very aggressive campaign online um talking you know giving her thoughts out there but you know there's there's this thought that you know just because your feelings are valid doesn't mean your behavior is and i have reached out to her multiple times privately to try to find common ground like if you have questions like let's talk about this and because i believe if you're doing something if you handle something private, then you're seeking resolution. But if you're mm-hmm. taking if you're taking something public, you know, are you just looking to create waves? And I'm not I'm not here to say like that Sierra's not hurt. I just know that if she was trying to, you know, take uh, find a resolution or heal or something, at least me, I would much rather prefer to do that like offline so when you respond when you reach out to her did she respond or was it um yeah it was it's kind of difficult because every time I reached out to her privately on a podcast she would talk about our private messages and so did she so she responded to you or she would reach out and then she would just be like yeah I mean she she would respond I mean she took to Twitter um Mm -hmm. a bunch and this is during the entire time like you know danielle and i are enjoying just freshly coming off the beach in our new relationship and we have like somebody who is literally like attacking us and with just i mean it's just lies and i'm in in here like i said before when you come off the show you have a lot of questions like you're wondering what is real. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, the best way to, I guess, visualize it is, you know, that meme where, you know, there's like a, a billboard in the back and there's Charlie these, Day. There, yeah, yeah, Charlie yeah. Day, where there's all this yarn trying to yeah. point to connections. I was there when I got off Katie's season, okay. I, you know, and I think Sierra was feeling that way when she got off uh, Paradise. And mm-hmm. so you know, I, I want to, I want to be able to clear things up. I'm not trying to have like this conflict or like this war. I've, I, I can't believe we're still talking about this after so when, a year. When you say that there's lies being told, yeah. let's get into specifics. Mm-hmm. What lies are being told? Well, first I'll start by saying this. And I even apologized on uh, the Uh, paradise reunion because I didn't tell Sierra the full truth on uh, on the show as to why we broke up I mean if you remember I mean I caught some heat for this Um, you know I said you know I'm not sure there's something missing between us I'm not sure if I'm ready there's grief involved all of that is true but it's a partial truth and partial truths can also be misleading as well And I'll tell you exactly what happened. So, you know, Sierra and I, we spoke prior to the show. She reached out to me in January. 
Um, I think she commented on one of my photos and she wrote snack, <laughs> at, which I just, you know, I was like, what does that even mean? Um, Were you eating how, a snack or you just yeah, like snack? No, no. I think I was like posing up against the wall, but yeah, snack. Hmm. Okay. Um, so we actually had like this, this conversation and we were just like friends, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, at that time in January, the cast isn't decided. Um, I, w- I actually wasn't even considering going until probably two weeks before. Um, once, well, you were in I- negotiations with Bachelor too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were talking Bachelor. And the real reason why I decided for Paradise too was, you know, filming is only like two and a half weeks, three weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's easy. There's there's also no um, pressure to get engaged. It always goes back to that. Like I'm not going to get engaged to someone I don't want to get engaged to. Yeah. You know, and like to each their own. Everybody feels different. I'm not judging it. This is just me. But we, you know, we struck up this conversation. You know, when I decided to do Paradise, they're like, "Who do you want to see?" And I was like, "Sierra." And Danielle. Danielle was somebody else that I spoke with. You listed just those two? I suggested those two. Ooh, okay. Yeah, absolutely absolutely. They're both lovely. I'm I I think it's funny that those ended up being the two that you had um storylines with. Oh yeah. Well, it's it's not that funny. Like it's not that ironic. Like that's how the I mean, everybody who goes down on the show, it's a dating show. People Mm -hmm. request people. Mm -hmm. You know, like they want connections to happen. The show relies on that, you know, that fantasy of falling in love and actually working in real life. They need those stories so that the audience doesn't give up on, on, you know, the method in the process. Yeah. So where's the lie though? Um, Oh, oh, I'm going to get into it. I got tons of them. I got tons of them. Okay. We're on our way. Here here we go. Here we go. (laughs) First, let me say this. What I should have said to Sierra when we broke up was that at day three, we in this open, casual, non-exclusive dating environment, she was going around telling everybody that she was going to be James's stepmom. My friends started catching word of that. They started talking to me about it. I was like, Oh man, like just when I thought the conversations of her understanding my situation, my life, you know, I thought she was understanding it because her words were there. Mm-hmm. And then to jump into saying that you're James's stepmom, saying that, you know, if James is ever bullied, she's going to, you know, beat that kid up and like all that, like really imagining it it's like James we're not here to talk about James's stepmom we're talking about us like as a couple where we have to build that first right did she ever say that to you like who was she saying that to oh I mean it's it's even on the episode I mean if you watch the episode it's around but she was saying it to I mean tons of people um on it um and then I was like okay well that's you know that's different but maybe she just doesn't no, like, that's okay. Like her, her, I was also like, she's imagining a future. Like that's, that's completely fine. This thing moves quickly. But then the following day when she bought the star, I think the audience was like, 
what a beautiful thing. Honestly, for a widower, that is the worst thing you could ever do. And to say, you know, I got you this, so you will always have a reminder of your late wife and what you, you know, lot. I don't need a reminder. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't, I mean, I have to talk to my son like every day. I see it in his eyes. I, there's a hole in my heart every single day. And to do that on national TV, it felt pretty disgusting. That's how I was feeling. Do you but think again, production maybe pushed for the star thing? I I have no idea. I'm she didn't get a star book. Like I we always question <laughs> right. production for everything. Like even this, we recapped this last episode and the guy got her like a letterman jacket with her name on it. I'm like, well, he wasn't going to Etsy and ordering a jacket yeah, no. at charity. So like I'm sure a producer went to her and said, like, what about I almost feel like in this case they like were setting her up to fail, knowing maybe totally. how you felt and then knowing how she felt and maybe trying to I don't know, cause something. Cause like she yeah. doesn't have access to purchase a star without well, her phone. Well, that's, that's how everything is. I yeah. mean, mm -hmm. typically production will go to someone and be like, do you want to do something nice for them? Let's yeah. talk about it. None of us have wallets. Right. Mm -hmm. We don't have cars. Yeah. We don't have phones. Yeah. Um, so all of that stuff is, I mean, anything that happens is done that way. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember thinking at that time, like, oh my God, like this is so out of line. And I also don't want to embarrass her. And on national TV, I don't want to have to scold her for something that rightfully so she shouldn't and couldn't understand. And I remember thinking at that point, too, that I need somebody that I that that is closer to where I am at. And production was after I broke it off they were really caught off guard. I mean, remember this point? Like Teddy had left. We already had Sally leave. Like mm -hmm. people were self-eliminating like crazy. Their numbers were way off. And then little did we know they had the whole Casa More thing that was going on. You, mm -hmm. you And you don't know what's going to happen. And I'll address mm -hmm. that lie later. Um, mm -hmm. But they, production was like, oh my God, we weren't, uh, expecting this. The rose ceremony was the next day. I thought Michael was just going to take the rose. Casamore was going to happen. Two houses split, you know, then, I mean, if I'm speculating, Danielle comes down during Casamore. Production probably had someone over at the other house that they thought was better for Sierra and more fitting um, for her. I don't know. And then they were thinking about it that way. But I remember thinking, I'm not going to punish or like, uh, I'm not going to uh, scold Sierra for not knowing this because it's understandable why you don't know this. So I'm going to break up with her while she has the rose, while she can make the decision. And I think that's a confusion that people have is that I ended her time there. She's, she's self-eliminated. Production asked us both to stay. Yeah, I think she said that too, that yeah, um, she's, yeah, producers she said that wanted I'm, her to stay. Yeah, they, yeah. She, she said that on your podcast. They asked her to stay. She said she didn't want to stay. Mm -hmm. And in my head, I didn't know Danielle was coming down. Nobody knows who's coming down. Find a contestant that says, I know this well, person's coming down when and where. Sure, not when and where. But so going back to some other things Sierra said, though, like the DMs, you were messaging with Sierra. Were you messaging with Danielle prior to the show? 
Danielle and I had struck a friendship when I got off of Katie's season. I mean, she's she's been widowed too. Mm-hmm. And to be in this bachelor world and to both have that, yeah. Right. But Danielle, Danielle and I had never met in person before. Right, Maybe. right. Like my situation, my situation with Danielle prior to this show, literally no different than my situation with Sierra prior to the show. With Sierra, though, you're saying, are you going to paradise? I'm not sure. Are you going? Yeah. Did you have those conversations with Danielle? No, not at all. I, re- I When production asked me who's going or, or who do you want to see, my first thing that I asked was, how do I know who's single? Like, in because you have to ask, like, Bachelor World people. And it's like, I don't know, actually, who's who's single whatsoever. And I remember saying... I knew Danielle was single just because we had struck a friendship. She actually reached out to me um, because one of her friends too was battling cancer and, you know, she wanted some, some help to understand that. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, we talked about it. You know, Sierra also said that I reached out to Jesenia. That was going to be one of my other questions too. Yeah. I got to say, this feels like I'm in high school, like actually sharing private messages feels extremely dirty to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I hate the fact that I even have to do this. Um, But when someone's making these claims against your character, you do have to stand up at some point, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, Hunter reached out to me July 5th. That was three days after I got back from the beach. That was the first time we ever spoke. Jesenia, I asked, I asked Jesenia, I was like, where is Sierra getting this information? And she is befuddled. She has no idea. She was acting like Sierra was acting as though I was setting up a relationship with Hunter and Jesenia and Danielle and uh, Sierra before I went down to the beach. It's not true. I, 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 I didn't initiate um, contact with Danielle, Sierra, Hunter, or Jesenia. They were the first ones to get my DMs the whole entire time. So here's again, this thing that Sierra does, which is create a narrative based on just very limited information. And And she scripts a story based on this. One thing that's confusing though, is like, I guess she didn't say, um, Michael A initiated the conversation with, Hunter just said he just said he DM'd with them. You're admitting you did DM with them though. Well, with Hunter, the first DM was after I got back from the show. So what did she even ref- like? Was there a text? Like what where did that No, come from? I didn't have Hunter's number. I didn't even know who Hunter was. She was a <laughs> night one elimination from Clayton season. Mm-hmm. So where'd that come from? She made it up. I mean, completely. And Jesenia too. Yeah, she made up the whole thing with Jesenia. I mean, Jesenia and I had like a a friendship that started maybe, I think our first text was maybe in February. Mm. Got it. You know, and and honestly, like our whole entire conversation, and you can ask Jesenia this too, because she's happy to talk about it. Mm. Um, But the whole friendship, we were talking about like, punk rock and Wu-Tang and video games Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like there was nothing romantic about this there was no setup there was no Mm -hmm. anything and the truth is is that everybody 
in this whole bachelor world they talk totally yeah yeah i'm really confused about you know where these accusations come from because it's like mm. there's clear receipts there's clear proof that it's not there i mean let me see hunter's first uh dm let me see july 5th 2022 welcome back how was the rest of your time there since i missed essentially the whole thing july 5th right so your position is when you were messaging hunter and Jesenia, it was friendly and not romantic that's your what you're saying well my relationship with Jasenia started before the show in February mm -hmm. there's nothing romantic saying. in this thread mm -hmm. at all my first communication with Hunter started three days after I got back from the show got it okay and so then when you and you had a friendship with Danielle like we were saying yeah what, and, so and, when and you were Sierra. yeah 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 so when you were deciding to go to the beach, there was never a conversation with Danielle of like, hey, I'm leaving for Mexico. Are you going to be there? Or are you thinking, that's the have part they reached I don't... out to you? <laughs> because what, if you were friendly, why wouldn't you say that? I was friendly with Sierra. She had no idea that I was going to the beach. But I feel like that's a weird thing to not ask someone. If you're both like contestants from the show, I feel like even friends they're friendly, like always trying to say like, oh, who's going to be there? Like what's going on? Like, have no, they asked I mean, you? What I, time are you I, leaving? I wanted, I wanted to go in there with just a clean slate. Yeah. Like I didn't, I think people get in trouble when they go down there, when they do have a specific plan and they feel like they are tied to somebody mm -hmm. and that authenticity like goes away. You don't know who's going to be there. I don't think it's wrong if people talk beforehand, if you're expected to leave the beach with somebody and have a life with them, possibly get engaged in two and a half weeks. I think doing your due diligence is a nice thing. And I think yeah. it's wrong. For, I think it's wrong for people to also assume that just because you spoke before, then all of a sudden, once you get down there, everything is all set up. A lot goes into a relationship. Like you, you don't know, physically if you'll be attracted to them you know you don't know what, what their personality is versus text and like even like, like kiss chemistry or like something all physical. these things like yeah. we're really we're really downplaying it mm -hmm. um all, all the things that go into a relationship by assuming just because you share some dms that all of a sudden it's a it's a thing or it's collusion or it's something like that it's like there's a lot that goes into it can you see from maybe her point of view even if it's not truthful on your end could you see how it may look from the outside given how it all played out walk walk me through this scenario right so i don't break up with sierra at that point i wait to get the rose mm -hmm. that would have been more the, happens they bring dude, it that would have been even... the easiest route for me if production wanted and favored me so much they would have said dude do not do this take the rose something's happening there's going to be a split if i didn't break up at that point when she had the rose our storyline is buried and it's the same as everybody else's sierra, yeah, so, sierra so goes to the other up, house Dan yeah. danielle comes down and it's just like everybody else who had a relationship like rodney and lace like Rodney season. and like Rodney and Lace, like I mean, literally 
everybody. Yeah, but I, I think have, it, I have a hard I, time understanding why people you, don't see this. Well, I think what people are saying is like not not even saying that you knew something was going on, but like with production bringing down Danielle before the Casa Amor thing, I think people are saying like clearly it was within production's plan to like throw you a bone to save you. And I don't know if they would have done that for another contestant. Well, if Sierra would have stayed, they would have done it for her. No, too. but I'm saying like, okay, let's say Sierra, Sierra's gone. She doesn't but want they, to be there. But she, they asked, she left. But, but they asked her to stay. No, I understand. But normally you would then also get sent home, but they saved you. They, they, they knew you were interested in Danielle and, and threw and put her right. down at that time versus waiting till the next day for yeah, Cosmo. I mean, so I no, think from yeah, the outside perspective. Are you saying, cause he could have left? I'm confused. Well, he would have he would have left because he didn't have a rose. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. From the outside perspective, production broke the rules to keep you on the show. Yeah, I mean they 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 yeah. broke the rules when they brought Justin back. Totally. No, I'm so they break <laughs> like, the rules like, all the time. They do it all the time. Know, I don't yeah. know what the rules are. Like they, yeah. it's the Truman Show, guys. Like totally. there's not rules to this game. They, they they want to see certain interactions happen. But people are flawed. They, you know, the things don't always work out with the blueprint mm-hmm. that they have on the whiteboard. And then they have to adjust to it. My intent with Sierra was to give her the opportunity to stay, knowing full well that I did not want to be with her. You mm-hmm. cannot lead somebody on when you don't have a rose and when you're not pursuing it from the only person that has one so you were expecting to go home opposite. After that. that's the complete opposite of leading somebody on right so were you expecting to then just go home after i was talking? i was i was prepared to leave i was packing my bags i was saying bye to everybody mm-hmm. and then production started talking to sierra and i and said hey guys hold on like there's a rose ceremony tomorrow but this is paradise Anything can happen. And then they bring down. So they did, did they kind of allude that like, you're like, there may be like a switch up or something. That's what people. No, they just said like, because the numbers actually didn't align. Like if Sierra didn't give me my, like a friendship rose per se, Mm -hmm. like there was no one else to. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so so they put like, they do that all the time. I mean, Ashley, I once got sent home and then she was able to get out of the car and walk back in and say, guys, can I have another chance? And they let her stay. Like only certain people get certain privileges. Yeah. I mean, like if, if, see, if it's not, it's not that like juicy, like I just, the only thing I was in control of was the fact that I knew Sierra wasn't my person based on the things she did with the stepmom and the constellation thing. I realized there was an ocean between us that, and I didn't want to have that conversation with her on TV. I didn't think that was fair for me. And I tried to respect that. That was the only thing that was in my, in, in my control. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything else is adjusting in, in, probably poor editing by production, but I'm not part of some like elaborate plan. Mm-hmm. The, you know, what Sierra said where she goes, well, you know, I think Michael put in his contract that, you know, he has to know everything that's going on by production. Are you kidding me? It's a reality show. Mm-hmm. That is the whole premise of it is the contestants being surprised by twists and turns. Mm-hmm. They know we all talk. 
You you could not put that in your contract ever. Right. Like the, so, I, I know how it works. You, you you can't do that. And if you were to ask anybody who's ever been on this show, they're going to say that that's completely ridiculous. So when Danielle comes down, did you think it was peculiar that you guys like didn't have to do the Casa Amor thing? Because like she came down and then the next day they do the split. And I think something that listeners were always confused about was like, well, wait, why does Michael and Danielle not have to do the split now? Right. And that also was another thing that made people think that like production was kind of setting this up to protect yeah. you guys or to like give you a better situation to nurture your relationship that other people weren't getting. Yeah, I mean, it it looked, it looked suspicious. So that's all I was saying before is that yeah. can you see from the other, like I'm no one's saying like one story's right, well, one story's I, I, wrong. I can't, but I can't see it from Sierra's perspective because she was there. And she was asked to stay. That wasn't from the audience perspective. So that's that's where I'm caught up because Sierra got the same treatment I did, asked to stay. That's all I was asked to do. That's the that's that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea was that, and this is all in hindsight. Danielle mm-hmm. comes down, Casa more happens. We actually uh, we act, Danielle came down late on one night. And then the next day we had a one-on-one date. We go on our one-on-one date. And by the time we actually get back, Casa Moore had happened. Right. That's not a coincidence though. Like that they <laughs> planned it that way so that you guys wouldn't have to do it. Guys, there is no coincidence. Totally. I think that's just, that's what we're saying. Yeah, but I'm saying, no, did you no feel that, but did you feel that that was like, strange or unfair or like did other i if i was a contestant on that beach i would have complained to production been like hey why don't michael and danielle have to do this like did other people say that i don't i don't i don't think it was fair for anybody else but you know it's outside of my control yeah i can see that yeah Yeah. but yeah i didn't i didn't i didn't think it was fair i mean it i think what happened was you know danielle and i had you know she came down that night and they were trying to play catch up because if Danielle and I had split and she went to another house, we would have spent one one-on-one date together. And then a bunch of days again, that were separated. So yeah. if they, if they actually wanted to see, and honestly, like I asked for Danielle to come down, like this is a dating show. They want to see couples that actually match. And I and I and I wouldn't have connected with anybody else on the beach. So I think what production was doing was actually, I mean, sure, was it unfair for other people? Yeah, but like I think if if they would have separated us there and we didn't have enough time together, I think that's just kind of cruel. Yeah, I think that's the only point is that um it seems like production set it up in a way to give you guys the strongest chance because they wanted you guys to end up together. Um, and I just don't think that's the case for some other couples. I think production is sometimes cruel. They to are other cruel. Couples. Oh, ab- 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 absolutely. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I think yeah, that's, absolutely. that's just my only point. Yeah. No, no, I, I totally understand that. And, you know, I forget how long the Casa more thing happened, but it, I mean, it really impacted people. Like I felt really bad for people that had to wonder what their, you know, significant other was doing. I mean, people were really, really upset. And I, I felt bad about that. I tried to like, 
you know, help out where I, I could talk to people, but like, I also couldn't relate to it. And so, you know, I felt, I felt really, I felt really bad about that. Um, yeah. At the end also- of the day, if you get special treatment, it's like, I don't know, dance mom's reference, but like Maddie's not to blame for being at the top of the pyramid all the time. Like Abby's putting her at the top of the pyramid. If you don't know dance moms, this is going over <laughs> your head, but like you're, I get what you're coming from though. Like, yeah, you got special treat. You, you did get special treatment. It was good for you. And you, it's okay to maybe not, it's okay to maybe be okay with it because. Well, the, the only reason why I think I'm defensive about it well, one, I mean, Sierra is basically claiming all of this like collusion that me and production knew everything. So to set the record straight, you had no clue Danielle was coming down. No clue. No relationship prior. I knew Sierra was coming down. Mm-hmm. How? Well, she told you, obviously. She told me in my in the DMs. Does does that change anything? <laughs> I, I expect it. I expect people no. know who's coming down. That's why I assumed you knew Danielle yeah. was coming down too, mm-hmm. which is not wrong to know. Yeah, and it's it, it, the. I think I guess the thing is, it's frustrating mainly because it really undermines, like, our relationship, like Danielle and mine. Like it, it puts it into question almost. Like it was, we didn't have to work for it, mm-hmm. you know. Like, oh, this was just something that was made up it was set up by production like there wasn't like real emotions and and stuff like that and it's it's like no there there is a lot this is like a really heavy you know thing and you know for you know the the that's that's really just why I'm defensive about it and about if I'm coming off strong I apologize it's just it's just a hot button and I've honestly had to keep you know my mouth shut and quiet because I just want to get on with my life. Yeah. So are there any other lies that, or things that you've said were lies that you want to clear up based on our previous interview? I mean, because the main thing, I guess, of what I'm seeing is the main thing is that you're saying you didn't know, you didn't have a relationship with Danielle prior and you didn't know she was coming down. Yes, that's true. I'm I'm just wondering, is there anything else we have not cleared up, covered? I mean, I think the idea that I was leading her on is, I mean, I can understand why she may feel that way, Mm -hmm. but that wasn't, that wasn't my intent. My intent was quite the opposite. If I, if I went to that rose ceremony, knowing in my heart that she wasn't the one, then that's at that point, it's leading somebody on. You know, and I also think that that is like the leading people on thing. I don't blame people that actually do it either because it's it's baked into the show. Well, yeah, and people get in trouble all the time. Like, oh, if I dated you because you had the rose and then once you don't have the rose anymore, then I break up with you because I just wanted to stay. So like, that's something that happens all the time. Yeah, but it's but it's like in this situation, I specifically was cognizant of not leading her on. And if, if I would have waited an extra day, none of these conversations are even happening. Mm-hmm. If Sierra is listening, do you have a message for her? No, I mean, no, okay. like I did. I thought I was yeah. going to give you the opportunity to yeah, bury no. the hatchet. No, I mean, honestly, I have tried to send her so many personal messages and 
you know, if she wants to believe what she wants to believe, but everything that she is talking about, she she's not necessarily a part of. They're all things that have that I have done or in, involved me. And so, like, I was just tired of hearing like lies spread and all these narratives, mm-hmm. you know, being set up. You know, creating like a false narrative. It's like it's like trying to clean pee out of a pool. You know, like once it's in there you can't scrub it out, you know? And it's like, you can't separate those two things. And so, you know, I allow people to think what they want. I'm happy with like where I am. I'm glad I did all of this stuff, but yeah, it's, it's, it's frustrating having to deal with, you know, opinions and things that are not in baked in the truth. You bring up Danielle. Um, you probably see the internet speculation. I see it on your Instagram. Yeah. You post yeah. a photo and people are questioning, where is Danielle? Um, what is the status of you and Danielle? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll say this. Being in a public relationship, it isn't fun. Um, and Danielle and I like both agree that the only people that should be in our relationship are us two. And so we think just like the healthiest way to have a relationship is to keep it private. And like, we both love each other, like very much, but we just kind of want to keep things private. I think when you start having a relationship and bringing people into it, people have opinions, you know, and it's just like, that's just not the right way to, to run a relationship. So that's just something we've decided. Mm -hmm. So what's next for you in your life? Oh, um, I mean, a lot. I've got some amazing things I'm I'm doing for work. Um, you know, I got James is a full time, you know, job trying to mm-hmm. take him on a couple trips before, uh, you know, we head back to school. And I don't know, like, I mean, I think this is probably like my last bachelor related podcast, um, and which I really appreciated you guys having me on. It's yeah, just like I'm I'm at this. I'm at this point in my life where I think it's like, you know, time to like pivot and time to, you know, go pursue something that I, you know, that I really, really enjoy. I mean, we're excited to see what's next for you. Yeah. Yeah. I'll make sure to keep you guys updated. <laughs> well, yeah. we'll look, we're following Michael A. Yeah. Michael Is there, any, <laughs> is there anything else you want to say that we didn't touch on? Oh, one thing we didn't talk about. <laughs> what? Yeah, actually, actually, I think this one's important too. Mm. If I'm being honest, when Sierra calls, when Sierra called me out on Twitter and she mentioned this on your last podcast Mm -hmm. was, you know, that I texted her at six in the morning and I was like, why are you speculating Mm. that you have these tweets or these receipts about me and something scandalous? Mm -hmm. This is the actual text right here, and I'm going to read it. Okay, okay. It's six in the morning. I say, hey, saw your tweet. Please release any receipts you have. I know what they are, and I'm fine with them. She writes, why is this how you're choosing to start your day? And I said, just, tr- just tired of you attacking me. You know I'm happy, and you continue to stir the pot. I honestly don't want to have a discussion with you. 
Just wanted to let you know that I welcome the receipt, the release of any and all receipts you have. Her response, that tweet has more to do with me and something Eliza is going through, not you. But thanks for exposing your guilty conscience. I'm glad you're happy, Michael. I'm not attacking you. And there's no, and there's honestly no point to. So when what she- What was the tweet though? Was it- her, was, her tweet was alluding to the fact that she had all of these receipts about me. And if you go on Twitter, everyone's like, release the receipts about Michael A. Mm. And she's, she's not clarifying anything. She just said on your last podcast, she has all these receipts. And when I called her out on it, she's like, how vain of you. We're not even talking about you. This was about Eliza. I, th- I, th- I think it's important because... Because like, you asked her to release the receipts and yeah. she she could have at that time, but instead yeah. came back to you and said, it's not about you. Yeah, I've got I've got like nothing to hide. And she's been telling this whole story like she has this dirt. I have the same ones. It's it's nothing and it's harmless. But I think I think she's trying to can like fuel a discussion. Mm hmm. You know, and I and it's and it's and it's odd to me that the only time like she goes on a podcast is to talk negatively about me. I just think that that's really strange. Well, it's her it was her main storyline. I feel like if there is anything that people are going to ask her about on a podcast, it's probably that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah, of course. I totally understand that. But it's the way she talks. There is a lot of rage. I mean, there is a, she is very angry. And if you've noticed, the story is changing. It's evolving. How? Well, now Jasenia and Hunter are involved. Now Michael put in ABC's contract that he has to know everything. Now Michael and Danielle were dating before the show. Like, show me please i did not know i had all of this power with abc i had no idea i was dating danielle before the show like please show me something to back this up i would love to get both you and sierra on yeah a, i think we need a, a mediator session call. did i suggest that last time or i think i may have or what that was with was it sean with oh that with sean, sean booth and caitlin. and caitlin i was like oh please i mean oh. i think i mean to be honest this is also like, I know it's, it's impacting your life. So I get it. It's serious, it's so but stupid. it's, but it's silly. It really, at the end of the day, like who slid into whose DMS, like it's, it's okay. I think dumb. we can all move on. It's dumb. People have more important things to do. Yes. People have a life. People have moved on from this. Mm-hmm. I hate the fact I'm even talking about it. I don't want to even talk about it, but it's just like, at some point, like, she's making stuff up guys like so can you say though i'm gonna ask you you don't want to be talking about it we're obviously not holding you captive so why are you why did you decide to come on and talk about it yeah i mean i'm fully aware that people have moved on from this this is a very very old story i'm confused why she continues to talk about this after a year I thought she was past all of this, but this story is constantly evolving every time she gets on and she's spreading lies that are, that I can prove are completely false. 
whether they're DMs or Danielle and I dating, me knowing what production's going to do, me putting in ABC contracts that I have to know everything. I mean, it, this story is getting epic. And it's like, at some point, it needs to stop. Well, I think now it'll stop. Yes, yeah. maybe. Unless Eric was on another podcast. But yeah, I mean, so, it so seems we'll like I feel, I as, think a, it is as a Bachelor fan and listener of other podcasts, I feel she said her piece. You have said yeah, her piece. I do too. I think we can... I mean, this would be crazy. We don't think that's actually going to happen, though. I really, I really. No, I think we're going to get a call from Sierra tomorrow. Okay, I would like to be excluded from this narrative. (laughs) If you have an issue, call Sierra. Call Michael. I think everyone will forget about it by the time the new paradise comes around. Too. If they do, great. If they don't, great. This is the last time I'm talking about this, and the only time I have talked about it. And we're on to bigger and better things. I mean, like, you have an amazing son. You have amazing things ahead of yes, you. I have and a like, great life. Yeah. yeah. And then hopefully you can, like, close this chapter and feel good about it. Yeah. I'm officially closing the chapter. Are you retired from reality TV? Ooh. Absolutely. You're like, fuck, no, I'm not <laughs> doing this shit again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's be clear. Yes. I am done. Been a great run. But I'm signing off. Well, uh, where can our listeners keep up with you? Uh, you can follow me on uh, Instagram, uh, Michael underscore Alio L4, and keep up with every update. Cool. Yeah. We will be there. Thank you All so right. much, Michael. We appreciate you coming and being so open, and I hope you feel some sense of closure. Yeah. Do you feel yeah. lighter? Do you feel like you've I'm, gotten I'm it all off your a- I'm glad I was able to get it out. Um, okay good so, good so thanks for giving me that opportunity guys yeah of course no problem all right thank you michael all right see ya and that's our show thank you guys so much for listening if you like what you hear definitely subscribe definitely send this episode to a friend there was a lot of buzz around this michael situation so get a bachelor fan in the know and send them this link totally and if you guys are looking for some more content um you can go check out our patreon we have an alumni bachelor encounters episode which you guys have been so excited about and have been really enjoying plus we just dropped another episode that's all like secrets blind items things about the jersey shore so if you are just like craving more reality tv content go over there patreon.com slash she's all batch we have a lot of good stuff there for you guys to check out lots of hours to consume your ears with absolutely so follow me she's all batch follow jackie jackie maroney underscore you could join our facebook group but if not we'll like see you next week right yeah i think we will see you next week okay is that it i think that's it bye bitches bye